Thank you for listening to comic. <laughs> don't choke. <clears throat> thank you for listening. <laughs> it's because I said don't choke. Yeah. <laughs> now you're thinking about yeah. it too hard. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of the rants, ramblings, and ravings. I am your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me is one of the greatest geeks in the world. Elizabeth Wallace. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's that's definitely something we've not tried before. So. I think I think it's mostly because your last name's Wallace. But as soon as you said that, I thought of uh, Pulp Fiction. I did too, because of Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, hey. This is Mia Wallace. <laughs> Nice. We'll see how many more times I can change up the uh, intro. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of things we haven't tried yet. So, so that's the late night. Mark it off. Mark it off on the on the list. I've done uh, after dark. Okay, we'll call we've it done we've comic done after issues dark. after dark, and intro. we've done we've done our tribute to Queen, I suppose, a couple times. You know, with the starting down real low yeah. and jumping up really high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone has a suggestion, go ahead and let me know. <laughs> Please suggest something. Yeah. Especially it. if it's really goofy, Anthony will still probably I'll make it a it. thing. Yeah, yeah. If you want an impression, I'll work on the impression all week there you go. just to do it. Nice. Just, just for funsies. Nice. Uh, so for, um, for, for all of our listeners, but I do know um, a good amount uh, of our listeners are American. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is Turkey Day. We're all going to stuff our faces. Yep. Everyone else, happy Thursday. Yeah, that's fine. You know, go go have some nice food to celebrate, too, one, anyway. You know? Or um, one day closer to Friday. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, getting closer to Christmas, you know. Christmas time is coming. Yeah. Um, Boxing yeah. Day for, for some. Yes, exactly. Very much so. Hanukkah uh, for others. For others, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kwanzaa's Kwanzaa, in there yeah. as well. Yeah, you're closer to all that uh, celebrating. Festivus for, Festivus for, for everybody the rest else, of us. I guess. That's right. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, everybody. Uh, but Thanksgiving, um, I do really enjoy Thanksgiving because uh, it's probably one of the best meals I have all year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I've gotten actually really good about eating pretty well. I've actually been dieting all month. Oh, wow. Be I, haven't had, uh, I haven't had a single uh, soda well. or uh, even fruit juices. Wow, nice. Because uh, they watching... are packed with sh- uh, sugar. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my main focus was to watch uh, my calories and my sugars. And I've done them. I've done them both. I don't know if I've lost weight because I don't own a scale. <laughs> but eh, scales don't really matter anyway. But I have yeah. actually kind of been feeling a little better. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, that's good. Like I habitually would drink a Rockstar every day because every morning at work I'm tired. Right. And now that's that actually went away about the second weekend. It was awesome. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. And plus you don't really need all those chemicals in that thing anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, I, I drink almost all water. Sometimes I treat myself to. I did treat myself to a. Zero sugar, zero calorie Coke, a Coke Zero. Okay. I was kind of treating myself. Are those any good? I don't think I've, I can't even, I don't even Do think you like I've ever Diet Coke? Trying. No. Then you probably won't like okay. Sorry. Coke Zero. Yeah. Like, I don't like Diet Coke. Coke Zero has a funky taste, yeah. but it's better than diet. Okay. Uh, and Coke has all the sugars and stuff like I that. I have friends who swear by Diet Coke as hangover remedies. Like, that's what you do first thing in the morning with a hangover. <laughs> yes. But is well, the cancer a... really worth it, Elizabeth? I don't really know. Is I mean, it... have you ever had one of those hangovers? Sometimes the cancer might <laughs> cancer be worth hangover. it. It's like, just let me die, okay? I'll feel I, much better, yes. I have had those hangovers. Oh, I hate those hangovers. My Ugh. worst my worst hangover uh, was on the same day I had to fly back from Jersey to oh, LAX. God. I've flown with a hangover before. Oh, I mean, man, hangovers there's... are are bad enough but 10,000 feet in a tin can with yeah. pressurized air and you're just like it was awful. just kill me just kill I was me. I was dry heaving in the airport bathroom oh I hate that yeah Ugh. I um no the worst one that I've had in recent memory I remember I actually got up out of bed the next morning to lie on the couch because I thought maybe if I just changed locations I'd yeah. feel better and I'm lying there doing the usual, like, I'm never going to drink again. Because you always think that. <laughs> but it went further. It went further. I said, that's it. I will never actually have another drink. And I felt maybe a little better. And I said, I'm going to start eating healthy. And I felt a little better. Maybe I'll be a vegetarian. It's like I was lies like. Lies on top of lies on top of lies. But it was making me feel better. So I was okay. It totally didn't last. None of that happened. Uh, but for short-term uh, relief, it was nice. For a couple nice. hours, you were a vegetarian. I did. I was. It was very nice. And, and I wasn't drinking either. So that was good. But anyway. <laughs> 
Some of you may need alcohol to get through the holidays, though. So that's true. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, these these are stressful times, mm. um, and Thanksgiving is definitely um, it's de- it definitely gets gets hectic. Usually, I'm the one who just shows up to a Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, this year, me and my girlfriend Ashley were going to. Um, host uh, my immediate family oh nice so we're gonna gonna squeeze uh eight people and a child into this little apartment into this apartment yeah we're gonna move the couch against the wall okay good luck with that um and so we're gonna do all the cooking and stuff and so far you know team a and a working pretty well we've got it figured out we got the list we got all the shopping done yesterday um but i i know as things get closer uh either things we forgot will pop up or, or anything like that oh yeah and then there's the guests (laughs) <laughs> my family's actually pretty pretty good yeah. I don't I don't have like a real drama filled family sure so everyone shows up we we eat we keep our comments to ourselves <laughs> uh, we think for a, a lovely time and we leave right uh, how or do you ever have have you ever been in one of those situations bad like, situations are good situations well no like well yeah like like a like a bad one like like you go to a, a boyfriend's Thanksgiving or something like have you ever been in that situation where the the dinner is really uncomfortable because of people in the I never have I felt so lucky whether it's been my family or guys that I've been dating um, the guy that I dated all through college his family was just wonderful they were mm-hmm. the sweetest people ever so no I've never I've always felt incredibly lucky that I understand that holidays can be stressful because some people just don't get along with their family really well but I just I'm I'm pretty close to my family for the fact you know I am 3,000 miles away from most of them but I always enjoy seeing them so I feel like way lucky on that mm-hmm. and a little smug so nice. to, to be honest yes I'm like yeah my family we all like Mine each are other pretty awesome. <laughs> um, I've never been in that situation either I like it's good. I always hear about other people who I have like too. that kind of family dynamic yeah, yeah. Um, but I've luckily I've never had to experience it either. Yeah. Uh, but we thought it'd be fun uh, to come up with a game uh, similar to the um, Mary Mary Fuck Kill game. Yes, uh, we're uh, we're gonna pick uh, two guests and an unsuspected uh, guest to show. Yes, uh, and who who it would be. One uh, is an awesome guest you invited. Mm-hmm. Another guest ruins everything, and then an unexpected guest shows up and could do anything. Yes, yes. Uh, we thought this would be fun. So uh, Elizabeth, we have a uh, we have a bonus one in that as well. We've got one more pick after after after, after, this, after dinner. There, there's, after dinner, there's more to do. Yes, that's right. For awesome guests, the one you invite, and they are super amazing. The thing that got me because I was sitting here. There's so many. We're speaking fictionally, of course, yeah. and there's so many going through all the genres and TVs and movies and whatever, but the thing that got me was you were just like, yeah, who would you invite who would be super helpful and just be amazing? I'm like, oh, I got it. You're only going to get this if you watch Vampire Diaries, but I would <laughs> so invite Caroline. She is, like Kath and I were talking about her. The actress is so completely underrated. She plays this character so spot on. She is optimistic almost to an annoying level, but mm-hmm. she's very human and, you know, she is a vampire, but whatever. But she's also this, like, organizer. Like, she was always on the homecoming committee, and she's always, like, wanting to get things together to throw a party and whatever. It would be the most organized Thanksgiving you have ever seen. Plus, she's a vampire, so she can move super fast. So Ah, that's cool. Yeah, that's helpful. It's just when you said, like, helpful, that would just, she would have everything in place. She'd be a little bossy about it, and Mm -hmm. she is a little shallow, but at the same time, you won't have a better organized Thanksgiving than that. So I would, she'd have to be on my list. Plus, she's also, like I said, I like optimistic people. I'm kind of like cutting down on the number of cynical naysayers that I surround myself with, and she is just so optimistic to a fault. Nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, I picked uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. One, because that's just a person that i would want at my table right like like having your best friend at the table you you want to you want to invite your best friend yes but he's also very earnest and you know a very good guy i feel like he would help you with the dishes afterwards absolutely uh you know if if you've got a lot kind of going on um too many plates stacking up you web them to the walls or whatever absolutely yes exactly the walls disintegrate or the webs disintegrate after an hour so it's not like there's there's any worry no and he's he's got that super strength so he could carry like a bunch of stuff at the same time move some chairs and tables around for you i'm always worried about carrying the turkey oh yeah let him carry it seriously yeah easy peasy the one he's got the sticky hands yeah the one thing that you don't want to drop is the turkey yes yes (laughs) that's the linchpin of all thanksgiving you drop that then there's nothing. First Thanksgiving that my sister and I, because our mom, our dad had to work, 
but our mom and our little sister drove up to North Carolina, where it was me and Catherine and Catherine's boyfriend, now husband Nathan, were all making Thanksgiving together. We'd never cooked a turkey before. Mm. <laughs> We'd never, and we were greasing it on the outside, and we actually found out that when you drop a raw turkey on the ground, it will bounce a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we did we did put it in the sink and clean it off. How much air that. did that turkey get? Not that much, but a surprising amount. You just didn't expect it to bounce at all. Like how many jacks could you pick up? Off oh, that bounce. at least at least three. You okay. could, you could have totally like swiped your hand under it at least okay. once to okay. do that. So a good a good bit of bounce. But other than that, we did we did pretty good with the turkey. We knew that you have to get the the giblets out of the cavity in the back, you know. So we not looking forward to that. Uh, no, it's fine. They usually have it like a lot of times it's wrapped in plastic. Sometimes Still, not. I don't want to put my hand in there. But here's the thing that we didn't know, and okay. mom knew this, and we cooked the turkey and everything was great. And mom kind of looked. She's like, oh yeah. There is a cavity in the front where the neck is as well, and they will occasionally put giblets in there as well. And we didn't get did it, those out. Like, did so. it pop or explode? Or no, no. She just saw the little. She bit found of a, it. She found a little bit of plastic bag in the other okay. So we cooked a plastic bag. Probably would send Drew into screaming fits. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But the turkey was good. Other than that, good, good, fine. good. Yeah, yeah I've never good. cooked a turkey outside of a easy, easy uh, meal. Oh, with, it's with, it's not without poking holes in, holes in the plastic up top. Exactly, I've never really cooked a turkey. It's, it's not that bad. It's not yeah. that bad. I, I don't think. I mean, I think carving the turkey is the hard part, but cooking it's not that bad. Uh, that's also kind of make me nervous. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, uh, all right. So, who do you invite that then would most likely ruin Thanksgiving? Well, I figured there's so many people that I would want to have there. I would want to have Shadowcat there. I would mm-hmm. want to have Nightcrawler there. Um, I was thinking Nightcrawler for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, all these great people. But I'm one of those people I don't like to invite like a bunch of people and then intentionally exclude someone else. So Mm -hmm. I would invite Cyclops to be polite. And he, of course, (laughs) would show up and get everybody around him completely pissed off with his stupid attitude. He's he's the drama. He is the drama. He would just, he would take offense at something would say because he's got this giant ass chip on his shoulder and he would immediately be like, really? Because I killed Charles Xavier? I told you I was sorry. Flips the turkey. (laughs) Seriously. And everybody's just like, and then they're looking at me like, did you have to invite him? I'm like, I didn't want to be rude. awkward. He knew, like once somebody checks us into Facebook, he's going to know he wasn't invited. Exactly. And then, you know, I don't want somebody to have to spend Thanksgiving by themselves self so yeah that's yeah. maybe if we just show a little kindness He'd things will turn around he's probably just thinks nobody likes him yeah, because they don't they don't yeah mm-hmm. that that would be the one i would choose tony stark i could absolutely especially in the situation he's in right yeah. now i'm yeah. thinking i'm thinking sometimes uh you know you want uh you, you don't get everything for yourself you send like oh, i need you know dessert i need someone to bring drinks i sent tony i would say hey tony uh, could you bring drinks to Thanksgiving? Hmm. Tony's going to bring the good stuff. Yes. Like high price good stuff. Yes, absolutely. The, oh. the nice bubbly, some nice wines. The really high alcohol like, content. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Good, good bourbons, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ruins it, though, because they all have extremists in it. And now I have extremists. Oh, and you only get it free for a little while, yeah. and then you're going to have to be paying for it. That's so, yeah. And the 90- turkey's got extremists. The mashed potatoes got extremists. And at 99 bucks a day, that's, that's just yeah, your that's Christmas shopping is fucked. I so, feel like that's that's what would happen. You, you invite right. Tony Stark, especially mm-hmm. our current Tony Stark, the yeah. superior Stark. Yes, yes. That's what happens. Yeah, he brings that good stuff to you. Mm-hmm. But now you're hooked. Yeah, not only that, but he would also get drunk and make terrible comments to people and yeah, offend just, everybody. Yeah, just a I mean, dick. Even if it wasn't for the extremist thing, he could create a lot of problems. Yeah. And then you just sit there wondering, was it worth all that high-priced alcohol? <sighs> sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes. I've been to those parties where it's just <laughs> like, great, there's drama all around me. Booze was good, though. Yeah. It was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, who's your unexpected guest? I figured... I would absolutely invite uh, Watson and Mary of Sherlock because they are the loveliest people. Honest to God, even Martin Freeman and his wife, that's who plays Mary. They are lovely people as well. His so wife is, is his that's, wife that's in his the wife show? in real life. Oh, that's that nice. Cute? Or, it's either wife or longtime girlfriend. I okay. can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. That's but, nice. Um, it is nice. But I wouldn't have invited Sherlock not to exclude him because I think there's no way he wants to go. It's Sherlock. He doesn't Too many people, social gathering. People and all this kind of stuff. So I just automatically didn't invite him and then he just shows up probably because Watson said you really need to go and Elizabeth won't mind and I'd be looking (laughs) at Watson like what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? But then I figured 
Because you had said the unexpected guest, it could go either way. Mm -hmm. They show up and they're awesome, or they show up and they create problems. And I think Sherlock would be a little bit of both. He is going to make a very truthful, insightful, insulting statement at someone and hurt their feelings. But I think he would also cut Cyclops down into little verbal pieces (laughs) until he runs crying like a baby. Just destroy his entire argument. And I'd be like, Sherlock, I forgive you for everything. So it's (laughs) just fine. So yeah. Even even Reinbach, you forgive him for that? I forgive him for Reinbach. I'm not sure I forgive him for what he pulled in the third. Have you? Are you caught up? No. He does something in the third episode of the third season <laughs> that, like, he makes a comment to Watson, and Watson, they're in the elevator. He makes a comment, and Watson gives him this, like, appalled look. And I'm like, Watson was speaking for all of us at this moment. If you ever get a chance, I'm not sure I can ever forgive him for that one. But, you know, if you're up on Sherlock, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not up on Sherlock, what's wrong with you? <laughs> There's a lot of things there to There are watch. a lot of things to get There's caught so up on. It's things. true. Yeah. Um, and you? My ultimate unexpected. Who is the ultimate unexpected person to ever show up? Ultimate unexpected. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Sorry, that's true. where I went with that true. one. But no, I'm sure you meant something different. The doctor. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, wow. The Ooh, doctor yeah. unexpectedly shows up. Yes. And, uh, you know, one. Probably maybe saves me with a little sonic uh, sonic screwdriver. Yep, fixes yeah. all the extremists. Nice. nice. Uh, and then takes me away on an adventure. Oh, that'd be awesome. And you can bring the turkey with you, too. He'd be fine with that. I'm so sure you'd like a little turkey. Oh, absolutely. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't like turkey? Absolutely. And the doctor is, like, the reason that many people are thankful for. So Absolutely. Yeah, he's, like, Thanksgiving embodied. So specifically the 10th doctor. I can see that, too. Yeah. If I had to choose, it'd be the 9th doctor. So, you know, a more serious kind of cynical Thanksgiving, but still fun. More more um, cranberry sauce than uh, like than buttery mashed potatoes. Yeah, it could be. I think he's a stuffing guy though. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I was thinking cranberries. Cranberries are slightly bitter but sweet. I can see that. I've never. Well, all right, we've talked about this before, but I can't remember when you like when you have cranberries. Do you like them where they actually look like little cranberries in the sauce, or do you like them in the shape of the can? <laughs> uh, I just had, I just had this conversation yesterday with Ashley. Um, we do. We like the can. Like yeah, the, I do too. The, the I do jellied. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like we know it's it's white trashy. I don't care. Yeah, we don't care. One, we like the taste of it better. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's just kind of like fun. Like, hey, do 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 we got the the can uh, cranberry? <laughs> Is it here? Is it here? And then you're like shaking Shoop. the can. And then it's got the little ridges on it from the yeah, outside. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Like it looks like a can. <laughs> I just I, with me with cranberries, especially when it's got like little bits of orange peel in there and everything. I'm like. It's, when you were talking about the sweet and the bitter, I'm like, it's a little more bitter than yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's a little me, more bitter so. when it's actually yeah, actual sauce. No. So, yeah, no, I like it in the shape of the can. Um, speaking of fun shapes, uh, we found a um, – they sell it. Uh, we got it in Albertsons in case anyone else wants to try and pick this up. It's a butter sculpture of a turkey. Oh, wow. So you can, like, you know, have butter at the table, but it's turkey. Yeah, but it's turkey-shaped. I can see that. I, I saw it from across the aisle. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You must have that. We so. put back the regular butter. Absolutely. Like, I mean, how many times during the year can you use turkey shaped right? butter? Yeah, definitely. This is it. It's like yeah. the candy corn of the season. Yeah. Like, this is it. If you don't yeah. get it now, it's going to be gone. Is that your favorite? Um, is now, is the cranberry one of your favorite things about Thanksgiving, or what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I love turkey. Okay. I love like white meat. I love. I just pile it on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Usually uh, we go out a little more on the mashed potatoes, yeah. so we get like some garlicky mashed potatoes. I love me some garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah. I got to tell you, we've had, um, and my sister will back me up on this, when we were in elementary school, we're going through the lunch line, and every once in a while they would have this thing served, and it was this orange mushy stuff <laughs> with crunching things on top. And we were like, I wonder what this is? And so we told our mom how much we liked it. And she said, well, you need to ask them for the recipe. And if you'd ever seen me and Catherine back then, you wouldn't have believed it was possible for two people to hide behind each other simultaneously. We were really shy. But we actually, there was this lunch line lady named Georgia, and she was so like little old lady with the white hair and the glasses and so nice. And we asked her if she could get us the recipe. And it's a sweet potato casserole recipe. Mm. And my family, we have made that sucker every single nice. year. Because I know you talked about kale's sweet potatoes and yams and all that kind of stuff. And that's nice. But I'll put <laughs> mine against his any day. Oh, so, yeah. Let's, I know let's you say I know you say that. But, you know, I'm sorry. Mine has. Because the crunchy stuff on top uh-huh. is butter, brown sugar, pecans, and cornflakes. 
So you, and you mix up a topping on top. <laughs> it's not it's not casserole without something really weird. And I know exactly. Trashy. You have to throw it in there, and I'm like, it's awesome. So now it's gotten to be where the friends that I hang out with, I bring that casserole with me too, and it's it's like. Sweet potatoes and a metric ton of sugar. You really can't yeah, go wrong yeah, with it. That, so, yeah. Um. Clearly, uh, Thanksgiving is going to be my cheat day. Ob- absolutely, you have to be able so, to. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not holding back. Uh, I'm not holding back then. <laughs> but kale makes like candy yam steaks. Yeah. I. So I've heard. That. I've that. heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's nice. Okay. <laughs> so after Thanksgiving, everyone uh, goes and they got the itis. They take the food coma. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They yep. rest up, and then for some. You go out to the Black Friday sales. Yes. Now, Black Friday, um, personal opinion, is horrendous. Oh, God, yeah. It no, is, in, in, what is it? It's a great idea in theory, but in practice, it's awful. It's nice, but yes, in, in, in the real world, it is, it is horrible. Yeah. It is, it is greed condensed down to a thick syrup. Greed and occasional violence. Like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you people? God. It is, it is insane. So clearly, uh, you're going to need someone to go with you. You can't go alone. No. It's not safe. No. It's no. not safe. No. So who do you bring with you to protect you, mm-hmm. to help you with the sales? Mm-hmm. Like, to, who, who is your Black Friday companion? From... Transformers more than meets the eye, ratchet. Absolutely, because I would have transportation. Mm-hmm. I would have a great place to carry all my stuff. He's also shaped like an ambulance, so we would totally like wipe out all the traffic in front of us. And he's a little bit grumpy, so when we're dealing with shoppers, you know, not to mention the fact that he's like 16 times bigger than we are, we'd just be like, hey, you, and with one hand, be like, ah, out of the way over there. But um, yeah, he would also just not put up with any guff from me. But he can't get so. into the store. Um, no, it probably depends on what scale you're looking at. Yeah. Like some of those mall doorways, I think you could make true, his way true. through. Yeah, okay. you know. Plus, if well, I'm in if I'm in a world where a transformer can come along with me shopping, I'm sure they've got <laughs> doors that have been modified for him to get in there. At true, this point. good point. So, good point. Because God forbid, I mean, handicap access very important. Yeah. Transformer access equally important. Um, plus, I mean, if he turns into the ambulance, he might be able to fit through some doorways. That's true too. There's yeah, usually yeah, a door. Uh, there's yeah. J- JCPenney's usually got one door that could fit a car. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got that whole like idea, like is he sending some of his mass off to a pocket dimension just long enough to get yeah. inside, you know? So, yeah, yeah it did work. Plus, I just like the idea of a really, really big guy coming along with me. <laughs> like, mm. It's important, getting through those crowds. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I would want to spend uh, as little as amount of time as possible uh, at Black Friday. Yes. I would want to go get my deals and be out. Yep. So I want to do this as fast as possible. I think I know where you're going with this. Flash. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I was going in a different direction. Who were you thinking? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, good. I was thinking in and out. Yeah. I was thinking about Nightcrawler. I was also thinking about Nightcrawler for uh, my awesome yeah. uh, Thanksgiving guest. Yeah. Because again, he would help out with the dishes. Yep. He could hang from the ceiling yep. and and you know do would double team the dishes, yep. get them all done. Yeah. Um, I thought about the same thing for shopping. I almost picked Shadow Cat because talk about just phase your way yeah, through just people. Right through. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figure with the Flash. Everything's done in like less than a minute. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I could give him the list, and yeah. and he just swoop it all. Here's the money. You know, he leave the cash on the table or whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, he moves faster than the registers even process. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. You can't, but he, you can't use your card. No, but he can totally calculate up in his head with the tax exactly yeah. how much he needs to leave behind. Leave exact so. change. Boom, 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 totally boom, boom, above boom. board. Um, or you know, I'll I'll ride on his back like like a little Yoda. Okay, that works. No, no whiplash. You got to be careful of the whiplash. Well, yeah, I need some kind of neck neck yeah. support. Yeah. Although I don't, I guess I wouldn't be able to process the speed the same way. Yeah, you might actually slow him down by coming true, along. He true. might just tell you, you know, let me just take care of it for you. You know, all right. And all he's right. so, he's got a higher metabolism. So what you do is you have I'll, to make sure he's at Thanksgiving and make sure he gets lots of good turkey. Good point. Good yeah. point. Fill him up. Yeah, fill him yeah. up. And then and then they'll have to be like a mid snack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to keep him going. So I'll buy his food. Okay. Uh, if he just goes through and does my shopping for me, That's I'll, totally I'll hang out outside the mall. That's you know, great. And, and we're set. Yeah, yeah. And the weather outside here in San Diego. Sorry if you're someplace else, but it's really <laughs> lovely outside. It's right nice. Now, it's so. a good like 72 degrees right yeah, now. Yeah, it's funny. I'm sorry doing, everywhere else. <laughs> sorry, I'm so uh, talk about things that I'm thankful for. I'm uh, I do this race every Thanksgiving morning in downtown. It's not the Father Joe one. It's the run for the hungry. So me and several of my friends have done it several years and. Talk about like building up an appetite for Thanksgiving, yeah. but 
just I've been every time I watch an episode of The Flash, which I still think Gotham is a better show. I'm okay, sorry, okay, it's fine. You now, can keep saying that. I like how they do all of the Flash animations and him running and being all badass and mm-hmm. whatever. Best thing you can do is watch an episode of The Flash and then go out for a run <laughs> because you really are like yeah. get a good song playing on the phone and everything. It's a big motivator. Very cool. Nice, nice. Uh, so everybody, let us know uh, who who are your three guests. At, uh, at Thanksgiving, the one that's awesome, the one that ruins, and your unexpected guest. Mm-hmm. And let us know who you think would be best to take into the the battlefield that is Black Friday. Yes. And um, you know what? We did fictional characters, but if you can think of like a non-fictional character that you'd want to have with you, totally fine. Um, I would totally want uh, Kevin Smith at my Thanksgiving. Yeah, he would be awesome. He'd like, be very fun. His, his grace will be like 15 minutes long, mm-hmm. but everyone will get uh, full compliments like he he would he would just make everybody feel good about themselves there's long introductions of everybody at the table yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be fun yeah, that would be fun that too. would be fun and yeah. if I could get Joss Whedon and Nathan Fillion at the same time well that's uh, it I could just die the next day I'd be fine that'd be good you could sneak Fillion in as your unexpected uh, I'd guest be fine. I thought about having Mal come in you know cause I we was were trying stick- to find a place for Mal we were, yeah. we were thinking like fictional characters only but if I had my druthers between Mal and Nathan Fillion, I'd rather have Nathan Fillion. Probably, yeah. probably slightly better table manners than Mal. Probably, maybe probably. a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's that's all fun. Absolutely, let us know uh, who you think, and you know, you think uh, if you think we nailed it, I think we did pretty I good. Think we nailed it. I think yeah, we did yeah, pretty yeah. good. We covered a lot of genres there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the comics we've been reading for the, this past week that came out last uh, last Wednesday, we're continuing on with Axis, Axis number six, which ends book two of um of this nine issue access stuff i wasn't as excited this time around as i was for the last episode right uh i kind of feel it's because this book felt like a lot of setup yes i think and i think they have to do that i mean every once in a while you have to have a book that is building up to something so this isn't like a climactic thing this is still ramping up I liked it for the different interactions that we got. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got Nightcrawler and Rogue going toe-to-toe with Mystique. And, of mm-hmm. course, everybody's alignment has been flipped, so that was interesting. But it's also a bit of a grudge thing. I mean, for all that Nightcrawler and Rogue are kind of evil now, they also have legitimate reasons to be pissed off at Mystique. Yeah. So, but they don't have the good guy qualities that keeps them from doing anything about it. Yeah. So now it's, they're, it's, it's like harsh truths. Right. And then Sabretooth, of course, comes along and rescues Mystique. And I love the fact that... You know, he's Sabretooth, and of course, he's on the side of the angels right now. His alignment was flipped. But he's also like, like he had his hair tied back nicely, and he looks like his beard is trimmed and everything. I think they're drawing him with shortcut hair. I think they might be, but I thought that was like, I almost thought it was like part of the alignment flip. It's just yeah. like he's not like monstrous and everything. He's well-groomed, and I'm like, hmm. He spent right. a long time licking his fur. Exactly. <laughs> getting Seriously. himself cleaned up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But no, he looked, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was fun to see that go on. Yeah. Um... I think I just noticed this issue, although um, just looking back, um, Terry Dotson picked up the art. Well, Terry and Rachel Dotson. Yeah. Uh, they picked up the artwork in five. Right. Um, Kubert did the first three. Uh, four, I think, was Linnell Yu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now um, the Dotsons uh, picked up, which I think so far is the best artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked I I liked Yu's issue I it was I, I like that one it was it was good and uh it's tough because i used to be a really big uh dotson's fan mm-hmm. i thought their work was was really really good but i feel like in the last couple of years they've been slipping like it's it's, it's still good but compared yeah. to where they were it's a it's a real cartoony kind of style yeah um very well defined a lot of it's, dark lines a lot, a lot of, of heavy yeah, blacks exactly i enjoy it it's it's certainly better than the Magneto issue that we read this week true, as well. But, true, um, true, I think, I mean, I was always a, uh, I've been a Kubrick fan for quite a while, but I didn't think that his work on the first few issues was his top work. No. Two, and two issue two, I think, was good. That was the one, you know, we had read one and we were like, man, and then we read two and we we're like, all right. So, yeah. and then, yeah, but um, no, I kind of liked it. I liked a lot of uh, shows, the battle scenes that were going on in this fairly well. I thought the, Interaction between Loki and Thor was fun to watch. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was that definitely was my favorite part. Is it now, uh, Loki, I know, has been like youthened and he's got his own, like, yeah. what is it, Agent of Asgard series. Yeah. I haven't read much of that. 
But he's got short hair, and I don't think I approve. <laughs> um, he's supposed think... to be burdened with glorious hair. That's what, that's I think what the line is. It's still kind of long. I thought it was. No, it's about shoulder length now. Let's flip through the page. Ah, you mother pager. Um, he's not even on that page. Mm-hmm. I could have swore it was still kind of long, but it slicked back. Oh, it's shaggy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not long, glorious no. hair. Uh, it's just kind of shaggy, youthful yeah, hair. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, that was actually kind of my, my favorite part. I like how uh, Loki, who uh, can't lie, right, really had to swallow his pride, right. at he, the very least. to He, he told to, Thor that he was looking out for him because he loved him. Yeah, and that was, it was a really funny little moment. And it was kind of neat because even after that, though, yes, their alignments have been flipped, but they are kind of aware that something's happened because Loki's just like, yeah, I had to tell Thor that I loved him. I really don't even think I want to know how that's going to play out, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he had to say it, but he's kind of regretting it. And Thor was the same way. I mean, because who was it who swooped out and saved Loki from Thor crushing That was uh, Spider-Man and the rest of the uh, Axis villains. Right. And I thought... Thor was kind of looking after Loki for a minute and had a hesitation. He was like, whatever, you know. And so, I don't know, some of them are better than others at being able to tell that something's not right. And I yeah, think like Thor may be. Clearly, like, Cap, um, Scarlet Witch, who else? Who else is in that little evil group there now? Like, those those who are really kind of, uh, not quite out for blood, but, like, they have really kind of made... The notice, noticeably the biggest changes in their demeanor. Right, right. Um, as Thor, Thor's just, he, apparently he went to Vegas. Yep. And is like, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to um, revel in all this kind of, um, in all these different gluttonies. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, which, which is fun because he's there playing uh, craps. Yep. And, like, the first thing he says is, like, ah, lucky snake eyes, Thor wins again. So Loki comes by, he's like, yeah, I think they're letting you win. Yeah. He's like, no, they're not. And where did you get this money anyway? And he points over to the side, a safe has been tiny. Loki's like, once again, I don't think that's how casinos yeah. work. He's, Thor's got his big axe on the table, mm-hmm. and, like, everyone is, like, they're surrounded by, uh, they're surrounding him because clearly he insists on it. Yeah. Like yeah. he want he wants the, the the crowd. Yep. But they're all like very nervously complimenting him. And, and Got everything. drops of sweat going down yeah, the side of their yeah. face. Yeah, they're like, oh, this could be bad. Um, but I guess that yeah, like this is a lot of setup for. I guess seven. We're we're gonna go into the fight for Manhattan, right? Which yeah. is the part that I'm really interested in. Yeah. I'm less interested in all the Avengery kind of stuff. Uh, although I am really confused because Thor had his arm. Uh, in this, and not his well, we mechanical arm. We haven't read Thor two. No, yeah, we, we were supposed to buy that. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't do it. We yeah. want to. Yeah, um, we'll get caught up in that one. He's supposed to have a metal arm. He's supposed to have like a like a Winter Soldier arm. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, then we don't. I don't know. Sometimes the the time we know he doesn't have the hammer, but we don't know exactly where this falls in the timeline because yeah. that stuff can be a little well, weird. So new Thor, Lady Thor hasn't shown up yet. We know right. that much, right? Because Thor says he left that relic on the moon, right? It, it is tough. It is a thing that bothered me because reading this and then reading Uncanny X-Men as well in the yeah. same week, I'm like, yeah. you're really throwing off my, my continuity. Right, because everything that's going on in Uncanny X-Men, which I did enjoy. for weeks. Yeah, and it's we don't have any hint of any of the stuff that's yeah. going on. None of the Axis stuff is even touching on that. But, but Wolverine and the X-Men, which was, I feel kind of moving concurrently with, uh, with Uncanny X-Men... They're do, they're doing an access book. Yeah. So Ma- Magneto did an access. Magneto book? did an access book. It's weird because these books will kind of independently slip in or out of these big events. Yeah. So that's not really sure what we're doing with the continuity on with. that one. That's all right. But that's uh, that's comics, I guess. Yeah. Like you, you have you have to accept it because it's going to happen, especially now that we have like three events a year. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm it's liking. A fact of I'm life. liking this better than. Uh, Help me out here. The, the one that came before this one with the lies. Oh, um, Original Sin. Yes. I'm liking this way better than Original this Sin. This is definitely moving faster yeah. than Original Sin. Original Sin just never... I finally read the final book in Original Sin the other day. Uh, you know, I think I just read like a, a, a preview synopsis and I don't think I went back. Yeah, it's not very interesting. No? <laughs> no yeah. Unfortunately not. Like Original Sin had such slow buildup mm. and then all of a sudden uh, Fury's alive and he's 
killing aliens from across the universe. And he's ancient. And, and he's a million years old. And, and shit's weird. Like, yeah. it was kind of all of a sudden. And then fight time. Um, although this one started out with fight time. And that's kind of what turned us off. Yeah. Uh, it is. It, it has evened out. Yeah. Um, I, I did not like this episode or this issue. It was so, quite it my was, favorite. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was just so clearly setting up for... The big thing that's going to happen yeah. next, yeah. which you know is is the part that I'm really in for, because yeah. it's apocalypse, yeah. and I'm always up for some apocalypse. And the beginning of the book, he was talking about, you know, it's been a few weeks, and they've talked about how they've time kind of is put moving down, weirdly. Yeah, well, they've put down a bunch of attempts by various world governments to actually take Manhattan back. So they, at the beginning of this book, they do control Manhattan. So I guess we're not going to see how they managed to get everybody off of Manhattan in three hours. Well, but. they did say, when we go to our, our group of heroes, Spider-Man and, and the now-turned-villains, they did say that they were part of an evacuation. Right. That they evacuated as many people as they could. Okay. Right. So, I, I mean, we were saying... millions of people out in three hours, I yeah, suppose? Yeah, we were so. saying last week, like, yeah, like, this Manhattan is tons yeah. of people. You can't yeah. just, like, there's only, like... A couple ways off that island. Yeah, seriously. You but can't just go in any direction. If you've got a few mutants left with teleportation powers, I mean, I don't know. Nightcrawler's not on the side of the good no, guys, no. And, I mean, so he wouldn't have helped. And like, I I don't know anything about Manhattan other than that's pretty much where all Marvel happens. Yeah. Um, like, if they got docks, maybe you can lo- load a bunch of people onto uh, onto the ships. Yeah. The 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 big giant. I suppose transport ships. I don't know. We haven't seen. I mean, with all the different characters in Marvel. There are a good number left who didn't yeah. have their alignment flipped, so I'm They're sure gone. they helped. And if you've got, if you've well, got a lot of them were, are particle size or now. particle size, yeah. even so, no, don't count on the Avengers. But yeah. hopefully, they had enough good people helping. Yeah, so um, it, it's cool, and I'm more looking forward to the next one than I than I did enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the access um, adjacent Magneto book mm, did a lot to kind of work the other angle of uh of what's happened while still the reason why uh i think we both still keep enjoying this book is that it's it's a psychological breakdown of who magneto is right and at the core that's what i find most interesting because everything else is just oh magneto following leads to do whatever it's this look into his past. It's his breakdown of who he thinks he is, okay. who he would like to be, and like what his legacy will be. Like those are the things that I think that are um, are really interesting. I'm usually right there with you. This book, though, it was three quarters of it is a rehash of events that we've already seen in other Access books. So it's yeah, like it's, the battle it's the with different Red camera Skull. angle of the same fight right. we just and watched. That has started to be a real pet peeve of mine because you see it in books all the time. David yeah. Eddings wrote uh, this amazing series of books, and then he proceeded to keep on writing the exact same story but tell it from a different character's perspective. And I'm just like, tell a new story. Yeah. Okay? So this one, that was the framing device, was the big battle that's going on, and it's all from his point of view and everything, and then flips back into the past in conversations with Charles. I didn't feel like we got anything that we didn't already know. I thought that it was true. all like, you know... I usually really do enjoy the Magneto books. This one wasn't quite one of my favorites. So. It's not it's not as good because I don't think it had the same kind of... Like some of the Magneto books have really had kind of a revolutionary look at, at who either we think Magneto is or who he thinks he is. There's always something very kind of enlightening or like, oh, right. wow, that's really interesting. Right. Um, I think what that is supposed to be in this book is that the turn for Magneto, because... Like we keep saying, everyone's flipped yeah. in some opposite direction. He goes from being essentially Magneto and Homo Superior and all of that jazz he's been saying for, you know, ever, to mankind and mutant kind must exist peacefully, which is Charles's um, whole, you know, that was his whole spiel. Right. And the the flashbacks were to reinforce how much... Magneto was against Charles in right. that opinion. In all the flashbacks, he keeps saying, that's never going to happen. You're foolish. You're naive. Humans will never, they're, they're genetically, it's in their genes to hate. Right. And uh, he also is, is paraphrasing. made a point to mention Charles's squeamishness when it comes to killing people. He's like, yeah. you know, that's going to be your downfall. But that was that we get to see Magneto in the end of the book talking to the people of Genosha that he was kind of 
I don't know, very um, high and mighty with the last time he talked to them. And yeah. fine, if you're not going to save yourself and I have no use for you, and now he's definitely flipped around. But he's speaking to a projection of Charles. I guess Charles is projecting from the body of Red Skull right now. I guess, but I'm yeah. not 100% behind it. Well, the thing is, I, I think I am, but I think it's an unexpected consequence because it's Charles projecting from Red Skull, from wherever he is right now. Somebody's got him. We haven't figured out. I don't think we know. We don't know who. We don't know, we don't know where him. he is right now. But the last thing that Charles said to Magneto, because Magneto was in his alignment flip, he's like, you're right, and I spent all these years fighting you, and I think I was fighting for the wrong reasons, and you know, he's talking about peaceful coexistence, and Xavier's like, no, I'm here to tell you, I think you were right all along. And yeah. I'm like, crap, so maybe Charles's alignment has been flipped as well, because he was technically there. Uh, yeah, he is technically kind of there. I don't know. It's 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 weird. I have a lot of kind of, uh, not concerns, but a lot of things just to bring up about this moment. They're like the, the, the one real moment of the book. Uh, one, I kind of felt Magneto had kind of halfway made this turn already since since he joined the X-Men. Um, I mean, clearly that's what the X-Men have been working with uh, until Scott separates and right. you know we get the, the 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 scott summers uncanny x-men book but we had over an uncanny x-men magneto was actually with scott for a while and seemed to be going along with scott's idea of we can't just sit here and politely ask for our True. rights we have to fight for it but magneto was acting as kind of a governor uh to keep cyclops from going too far right magneto is very much in the place of like hey listen i've been there yeah. don't let's learn from my mistakes let's yeah. not get crazy there's a way to do this. But at the same time, though, then you have the Magneto book that gets starts up where he's just flat out killing people. Yeah. I mean, very, yeah. very, not, no no middle ground or whatever. Unarmed guy in a cell, and he basically, what, did he just drive metal down his throat he or goes, something? Yeah, he goes on, like, Death Wish-style vendetta mode. Yeah, so, and also those people who were trying to create, like, the perfect society for humans with, I don't know, I guess they were making the human sentinel hybrids or whatever. Yeah. And he flat out killed her with a paperclip to her brain so you True. know it's True. like yeah it's he's not under just, her skin under her yeah skin. moving this to the paperclip under her wow. skin up and into her head yeah paperclip to the brain doesn't bother me you know as much as the fact that it went Crawling through her arm first so yeah and it always kind of creeped me out in uh, the mummy the scarabs under the skin oh yeah oh god yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I wanted to see the uh, the great pyramids of egypt no, no, not no, so much. Not so much. Not I, so much. I, I think I'll just uh, look the internet. Ah, uh, yeah. You're gonna be all right. I'll I take a Google Map tour. I kind of wanted to go to Egypt myself, but then a bunch of tourists get shot, and I thought we're not. Yeah. Also, not, not super safe. No, maybe not. not. Super safe. It's pretty though. I'd love to go, but yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like I kind of felt he had one foot in this direction already, mm-hmm. and I don't a hundred percent buy that it is Xavier, because I to me. Like, that's only, like, half of Xavier's brain that's supposed to be in Red Skull's brain. Right. Um, and I'm to think that Red Skull still has all of his brain, because I don't think he would give up any of his brain. So, I feel like there's not enough brain to really be Xavier. Okay. So, I'm not sure. And yet, Rogue has talked to him. Rogue was enough in Rogue, his consciousness Rogue to be able to sense. to some kind of Xavier. Okay. I think... Uh, either Doom said it, or maybe I think somebody said it in one of the previous Axis books, is that it's not Xavier; it's a ghost of Xavier. Hmm. It's not. It's not the conscious, uh, you know, rational thinking Xavier that's in there. And then we and get I, into semantics at that point. I mean, if it's the ghost of Xavier, is it still Xavier? Is it, as much as we've yeah. got left of him, you know, would he still have the same motivations? Probably. Like I don't. That? I don't know if it's necessarily. I don't think it's full Xavier. At first, I thought maybe this is Red Skull messing with uh, with Magneto, but Xavier or Red Skull is supposed to be flipped somehow. Whether yes. Xavier has come to the forefront and controls Red Skull's body, or Red Skull his personality is just flipped, and now assumably he'd be some kind of good Nazi. I don't know, but we we could have both happening. I mean, you have the personalities. Evil Xavier and Good Red Skull. Yeah, seriously, wow. you have not only do you have the personalities flip and Xavier's in the forefront, but in that little spin, you also had Red Skull spinning and Xavier spinning. I'm making all these like gestures that you totally yeah. can't see on the podcast, but you get what I mean. But yeah, that'd be w- nutty. I, I, I have like a I, superior Spider-Man situation going on inside of, Red Skull's brain. Yeah, and certainly that comment that he made—that was the final comment that he made to Magneto. It was like, I think you were right all the time, and I'm like. 
I'm not entirely sure that Xavier would have said that if his line yeah. hadn't been flipped. Yeah, and that's or the, if it's the real Xavier, like you said, it could be something different. Yeah. Um, We've got enough telepaths on the bad side now that they could be just about anybody. You know, it, it could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of confusing, and I mean. There's only, there's only one way to see how this all plays out. Yep, another three books. So, I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> I suppose we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but being confused as to the not access uh, version of um, of the X Men books is uh, Uncanny X Men, who um, has no Botchelo this week. Despite the fact that his name is on the cover, which Marvel knocked that off. I mean, yeah. I, I can, I think he probably did the cover, but it's not Botchelo's art, which I like. I believe it's. Chris Anka, I think is the name of the artist. Same person who's doing Uncanny X-Force. And I like I like the artwork. I, I've, I enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as Boshalo, but that's holding it to a very high standard. Yeah. Uh, Chris Anka does. Chris Anka, yes. Uh, it says art and cover art. Um, okay, so yeah, there's a signature on the cover art, which is a nice cover. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but Bachelo is in the credits on the front. Yeah, Marvel, quit it. Yeah. They do that on Comixology all the time, too. They'll yeah. list wrong artists. And, Whoops-a-daisy. You know. It's not It's not bad. It's no, definitely I, not I, bad. I enjoy, I've, I've enjoyed the books that I've read over on Uncanny X-Force. I'm still not caught up with it, but I like the style. I still think it's very... Um, it's it, It's got some real similar stuff to Eon Flux, which I've always liked, without being quite that... Along yeah. and stretchy and crazy. Yeah, without being as distorted. There was a neat scene, though, when he was talking about, you know, you've got Scott is talking to Matthew? Matthew Miller? Matthew. Matthew something. Matthew. Matthew. Matt. 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 Hey, you know, Matt. How's it going, Matt? Good, good old Matt. Good old Matt. Yeah, he's talking to him and he's kind Malloy. of. Malloy. Malloy, thank you. And he's explaining to him, to Matt, his own personal experience as being a mutant. And there's a series of pictures of the X-Men over time. And you yeah. can actually, like, rec- like I remember there was a real call out to when I first started reading, which is when they rebooted in the early 90s. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember, I remember all those costumes. Very awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very fun. It's um, the original X-Men, and then in the middle is a panel of the... Um the big kind of supersized new X-Men book. And then the nineties that a lot of us came in on with Gambit and Jubilee in there. This story I feel is taking too long. It, it start. Well, this, we had an entire book basically of Scott talking to Matthew and trying to keep him calm. And there were a lot of great images. I mean, Matthew just, he can't, if he gets slightly upset, he just can't help it. And they had a great scene of him basically taking this geological formation and ripping it to shreds. Um, But Scott's got magic in there to pull him out of there whenever. Just, get just in time. Just in time. Just in, and what she's is, she's not really having this. No, she said if uh, I love the line. She said because uh, Scott was Scott still believes he can he can calm Matthew down and that Matthew can really help the mutant cause. Mm-hmm. That's what Scott really wants, and he's mostly being pretty honest. I think to Matthew. I think he's being completely honest. Yeah, yeah, especially since he's inviting him to yeah. read his mind. Like th- this whole this whole issue is about Scott gaining uh, Matthew's trust. He's right. like, come into my brain. Let me let's let's show you what I've been through. I understand some of what you're dealing with, right? And Scott's doing very well in the role of a uh, mentor or guiding, you know, you know, a guidance counselor. He's, some in some way. He's definitely toned down the judgy comments too. Yeah. You know, he's being he's and being nicer to Matthew than he's been to anybody in like yeah. sixteen or seventeen books. And he's he's not really he's not even really bringing all the rhetoric that he usually has uh, with him. He's just trying to help this one mutant. Right. So I do I did like that aspect and I like that role for for Scott because usually what we keep seeing is you know. Fucking humans, you know, trying to save my people. I didn't kill Xavier. Right. Kind of nonsense on loop. Right. Uh, and I feel in in all the moments we've seen Scott since killing Xavier, this is this was kind of the moment where he was most like Xavier, right? And most like how Xavier would want him to be, right? Granted, the long game is not Xavier's plan. Because he's really being really, really honest about the fact that mutants have to take what they want yeah. now. That the time for discussing it is completely over and it's never going to work. And Beast even has a terrible moment because Beast is like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, this is a situation with this mutant who is so potentially destructive. And Beast sent out a message to all the world governments saying, we need some help. We need you to, you know, weigh in on this, suggestions, ideas. If we all work together, we can do this. And not a single government and nobody comes back. Nobody. And nobody. And he's like, 
I think Scott was right. I think we're on our own. And I, I discovered about myself, uh, crying beast makes me really sad. Inside. Oh my God. He was so upset because he's so frustrated and just, I mean, he's telling storm. He's like, you're not going to hear me say this very often. I have no idea what to yeah. do. I really don't. But magic has some opinions because this Matthew, he's just dangerous. And I think, she would have the ability more than anybody else to take him out, you know, just teleport him into space or something. But Scott's telling her, no, don't do it. And I love the line. She says, you know, he's got one more chance. But after that, if I come back and I don't like what I see, it's not going to be your call anymore. And mm-hmm. she is, she's absolutely done. She is not going to yeah. put up with this anymore. And his, his retort to that is if you don't like what you see, then chances are I'm me being there is not a factor. Anymore. Exactly. So you pretty much can do whatever you want. Yeah. And then they have a line about, she was, I don't know, they, they'd been talking about going and getting breakfast and everything, which they never actually did. And he's like, did you bring the pancakes? She's like, what? He said, I thought you were going to New Orleans to get those $30 pancakes we like. And she's like, are you serious? You're hungry? And now I'm like, I want to know what pancakes what are we pancakes talking are we about? Talking about that guys? really, whatever they are. I mean, it's New Orleans one. But, Bendis, you know. what do you know about $30 pancakes in New Orleans? Yes, yeah. Why aren't you telling? <laughs> Seriously. And we didn't get to see them either. Nobody got pancakes. And Aww. can they be waffles? Uh, I'm sure they, it's New Orleans. I'm can sure that, you can get whatever can you want. Can be a thing? Yeah. yeah. What also kind of annoys me um, is that this story is a hiccup in this longer um, will of Xavier. Oh, we still don't have the... We still don't know what the fuck's going on. what's going on. Like, when this is done and we deal with this super omnipotent mutant, (laughs) we still have to go back to She-Hulk trying to give the will, last will and testament of Charles Xavier. And the fact that Charles was married to Mystique and all that kind of stuff. And all that weirdness. All that weirdness. And meanwhile, we've got Axis going on. So we were even saying at the time, we were just like, oh, man, they've got to figure out this Matthew thing before they can get the will. And that's, what, six books ago? now and i'm like come on you guys yeah tell it's, us tell us <laughs> it's really frustrating uh so um kind of lastly just to to wrap up quickly um i'd been hearing a lot of things about uh, a book from image called witches uh it's scott snyder and jock who did uh the detective um the batman detective run pre-new 52 uh where um nightwing was batman for for the longest time um, Scott Snyder is also known for American Vampire, his run on Batman. Now, Scott Snyder is a guy, um, although I think the Superman Unchained is not super well received, he's a name you can bank on. Yes. And someone who has worked with Stephen King, which is very evident in the more creepier stuff that he does, and which is definitely runs down that vein, which is, it's kind of. <sighs> For spelled, me, spelled W-Y-T-C-H-E-S, yeah. in case you're looking it up. So, yeah. Um, I feel it's tough to explain without just telling the story. Because it's, so far, uh, we only picked up the first issue because uh, I got it. I've been hearing good things. I got it. I read it. I got it on a reprint. Um, I gave it to Elizabeth. I want to see what she thought. Issue two is already out. So we'll pick that up now because we both like this book. Yeah. And it's nice to step away from uh, from the capes and heroes uh, kind of stuff. But it's it's definitely kind of dark. Uh, and eerie. It's a story that definitely seems to be dealing with um, anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, families trying to keep it together. Yeah. Also, a bully element as well gets in there. You yeah. Know? There's, there's definitely words said about that. And I guess one of the ways to kind of describe it, Scott Snyder has a really great kind of afterwards that he writes in the back, and he talks about him and his friend palling around in the woods when they were little kids. And you know how kids like, we're going to go excavate for dinosaurs. Yeah, all imagination stuff. Yeah, exactly. The stuff like you have a mission and you have something that you're going to go do. Their mission was they were going to hunt for witches. Mm -hmm. And they just had this idea and they would go everything. And you know, when you're a kid, everything you find is like a symbol of witches. Like they'd find like an animal skeleton, like, oh, witches. You know, a strangely shaped rock, oh, witches. And they found like an old car out in the woods. But what got them was there was just this one day where his friend like suddenly looked off behind him and he looks over and they just they see what looks like this huge elongated very kind of i don't know monster like thing just standing there watching and then they both like freeze and then it resolves itself into some trees that were kind of shaped sort of weird and the sun hit them mm-hmm. and they're like ha 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 that was pretty funny wasn't it and yet they still hightail it out yeah. of there and years later scott snyder kind of wants to go find it again so he's walking in the woods and he has a real similar moment where he just sees something and the idea of witches not being 
you know, people who do spells or, you know, the women with the hats and all that kind of stuff. The idea that witches are not human and they're otherworldly creatures. And it's that's like the basis of where this story came in. I thought, this is a really cool story. And also some great photographs of like an abandoned car out in the woods. Yeah. And how you can imagine being a kid and coming across something like that. It's cool. It's yeah. um, Jock's art style definitely lends well. And he's worked with Scott Snyder for so long on the detective run. The two of them really come up with some really powerful imagery that is really unsettling. Like the book starts out um, with a woman who is trapped inside of a tree. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little boy outside the tree and she's pleading for, for help. And naturally you think, oh, like this boy is going to do something. He's going to call for it. Something's going to happen. But he starts talking about how uh, I think it was like you, you shouldn't have... Uh, there was something that she she, she wasn't was, supposed to do. She was. Like she, she said she was pledged. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And he picks up a rock and smashes her in the face. Yeah. And yeah. she gets sucked into the tree. Like yeah. it's like wow, that's really fucked up. Like yeah. especially when it comes from a, a a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's our kind of cold open to the story because then we go to present time because um, like that that story takes like twenty years in the past or something. Yeah. Um, we to our present time and our heroes uh, are not heroes, but our characters. Yeah, this very, very kind of cool family. Like the the father's a uh, illustrator for children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom who apparently had an accident sometimes. She's um, uh, not paraplegic. She's definitely in a wheelchair. So. Yeah, she seems she's definitely in a wheelchair. Maybe just paralyzed from the waist down. I forget what that one's called. Um, and this daughter who had this very harrowing experience uh, in the town that they just moved from. Right. Where a tree ate a bully. Yes. And pretty much ate is about as good as I can explain it. Yep. Yep. Uh, ate this bully who was so incredibly oh, just, terrorizing her. And it wasn't just pushing around making fun. Like she was telling yeah. her, strip down, get naked. I'm going to take this video. Like everyone's going to know uh, how fucked up you are. Yeah. Like you're reading like Jesus Christ. And you know what? It's, it's so like, I think a lot of us as nerds had bad experiences yeah. as kids and whatever. And we've met our share for, for our share of bullies, but I think a lot of us are also grateful that it wasn't worse than it was. And so this yeah. is like, this one was, this was an example of this exactly next, how bad the bully situation next can level get. kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so this this little girl um, sailor is and eh, she's like high school age. Mm. Uh, she's really traumatized by the experience, and nobody believes her. Yeah. So she's kind of stuck with what happened, and everyone else is just kind of they know something bad happened because that bully disappeared. Yeah. No one knows what happened. A lot of people think that sailor killed her. Um, and that was another thing. Like, she starts this new school, and this girl's talking to her and being kind of nice. And then the girl flat out's like, yeah, so did you kill that other girl, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you forget, kids can be really fucking mean yeah, sometimes, Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's rough. Um, but for a nice kind of um, different book, if you're definitely into, you know, some, some scary shit, uh, which is definitely seems like it's going to pay off in a very well-written way, like a lot of American vampire stuff has been... Um, Shit, I think he did uh, Swamp Thing for a short time, I too. So I too. think, uh, like, Scott Snyder's a bankable name at DC. Mm. He's, you know, uh, he he writes a bunch of different stuff, but it's almost always good. Yeah. It's not the same amount as, like, Bendis or Remender. He's more like a Hickman of, <laughs> uh, of DC. There's a couple of books, but he's he's doing them all really well. And, and his, is a, his is a name that you know. I mean, yeah. if you're not real familiar with his work, you've heard Scott Snyder, and you know that he's a yeah. decent writer. Um, I got to meet him um, at WonderCon a couple of years back. Nice. Super cool guy. Loves him some 80s horror. Awesome. He was wearing a Camp Crystal Lake t-shirt. Oh, nice. When, uh, when I interviewed him. He's cool. a super, super cool guy. Um, so uh, definitely check check that out. Two issues out right now. Um, I don't know how long it goes for. It doesn't say. Image just kind of puts it out when it's done. It's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just for kind of a change of pace of the normal uh, Marvel stuff that we do and the couple other books that we drop in, um, definitely check out check out Witches. Uh, and if uh, you are checking out this podcast and you like what's going on here, be sure that you have liked us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Google Plus, uh, put us in your circle. 
um, Instagram. We have. We do uh, have an Instagram account. Yes, a, I think they call that one a follow. Uh, we have all these things. You can just search comic issues uh, and you will find us. If you want to make sure, if this is your first podcast and you don't want to miss another one, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on the Pod Bay. Yeah. Three easy ways uh, for you to make sure that you always get us. Uh, and the special bonus of subscribing to this podcast is Catherine and Elizabeth. They do the Night Vale recap on every other Thursday. That's right. Yeah. Is it it's, every it's, other or is it two a month? Uh, it's about, it works out because it's every 15 days about. So okay. it kind of gets, you know, every once in a while you might have to skip a week. But um, yeah, it's about every other week. And it kind of pads out the fact that you only get two Night Vale episodes a month. So we try to give you just a little more content. Yeah. Uh, so two podcasts for the price of one, which is free 99 guys. Can't get better than that. Uh, if you uh, have anything you want to add, if you want to tell us who your three guests are, who you want to go black Friday shopping with, you can email us, uh, your, your entire story that you've worked up in your head at comic at gmail, uh, not comic. You know, There's not more comic. than that. There is a little That's more somebody that. else. That's all right. Comic issues at gmail.com. Uh, where if you, if you have any ideas, we're coming up on, uh, episode, 200 man just a couple weeks 200 podcasts send us any ideas anything you want to see us do uh we're pretty much definitely going to do a a live streaming video so we can all celebrate uh together and we'll have a date for that very soon maybe by the time of this podcast we'll find out Mm -hmm. you'll know when you see it you'll see it if you're on our social medias Uh, but anything like that be sure to to hit us up we'd love talking to to you guys through all of those all those things yes so until next week i'm anthony silva elizabeth wallace and good geeking